Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Surprise, surprise, we're here. My, my, I got so excited about my little, my little sign and I kept my, Matt Gould is here. We're here on Tuesday. I'm so nervous because, listen, this is going to be a biased interview. I'm going to tell you up front. I know Matt Gould. I love Matt Gould. He's like a brother. He's one of my best friends. When I met Matt Gould, I was straight. I was, I, I, I was not, I was not singing. I was not, I was a hundred pounds heavier and, and I'm going to talk to you and we're going to hear this journey of this show. It is Broadway week here on the round table. We have the Harry Potter boys. We have the pearly girls. We have Matt Gould in the house to talk about Lampika. So if you need a ticket and listen, I know that some of the round table family that watches every week, you're going to come up here for June. You're going to come see me at 54 below. You already got your tickets. And then you're going to say to me, what Broadway show should I go see? You need to get your Lampika tickets now. Now. The Tonys are on June Father's Day. And then you're going to need your tickets before then. So go right now. Go right now. Lampika, a new musical about a true original, is playing. It's going to be here at the Long Acre. See? Hello. Yes, welcome, Roundtablers. Thank you. A great show with Matt is here. My friend Mike is laughing because he said I was straight. He was in my bridal party when I was straight. Now he'll wear a dress at my gay wedding. See, Matt says I was so straight. I'm still very, I'm still butch. Matt Gould is here. <laughs> You're not butch at all. There's nothing butch about you, but I love you. Matt, I love you. And I'm so excited that you're going to spend time with us here because I, you, you've changed my life and, and I'm, I'm, and you're about to change many lives with your music. And I know you hate the accolades and I know you don't want to make this about you, but it is about you. Your music is sweeping and it is, it is, it is big and it is bold and it is a character and everything that you do. And it's about to take New York city on fire. So everyone watching this, if you love theater and you grew up listening to big Broadway shows and you had those soundtracks on repeat and you want to hear orchestras, live musicians and big gigantic ballads and numbers and moments, you're about to get it. You're about to get it. You better get your tickets right now. 
Yes. What? Yes, I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, and it's my, time for it's time to bring back the big musicals. You know, we need a big one. Yes, we need a big a big musical. Now, before I get into your journey and how you got here, which is a story and a ride all of itself. Um, hi, people. Thank you for being here, everybody watching right now on a Tuesday. You, Limpica. It seems like Limpica is having the artist is having a moment. We were at the Madonna concert the other night. There's we Limpica. were. We were, and it was a New York City. The neighborhood was out. When you out, there's Limpica paintings throughout the whole arena. I I was reading the Streisand by autobiography. There's I sent the picture. She writes about going on tour to be able to buy Limpica work. I didn't know about Limpica until I knew you did the show. I think she's a woman. She's a queer woman, and it's not, we don't know about her like Picasso and and like you know all these other. Why don't we know about her? You just said it. She's a woman. She's a queer woman. Uh, you know, we still live in a in a culture that's very uh, about the men. And um, and and you know what? I I was in Poland last year talking to you know the the, the folks who run the museum where her exhibit was, and I was like, why isn't she known? And you know, it's interesting to hear people sort of justify even like, well, you know, there's questions about whether her work is technically as blah, 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 as so-and-so. And I guess the way I look at it is always like, does the art make, does the art do something to you? Does it make you feel something? Does it, does it repulse you or thrill you or like turn you on or make you think about something? If it does that, something's working. Something's right. Um... And so I think it's a good question. You're like, you know, why don't we know about her? Because we don't celebrate this in our culture. We don't celebrate women. We don't celebrate queerness. Uh, I think that some of that is shifting, but like, it's time. It's time. It's and clearly, clearly there's a feeling in the air uh, that this kind of work is something that we're craving, we're hungry for uh, in, in this time and culture. Well, we want smart art. You know, and we don't we don't always celebrate good art. You know, and and that's what 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 she did, and that's what you all are doing. Um, I before we talk more about you, I seen I saw workshops of the show because I know you. I went to Williamstown and I saw it there. I went to La Jolla and I saw it there. It has been fourteen years, something like that. Yeah, almost. yeah. I was twenty nine years old when I started working on this piece. I'm forty four now, and. Um, you know, I think a lot about just time. The show is so much about time, actually. Um, and her work is about time, too, and just the ways that um, the, the world she sort of lived through between World War I and World War II, she, she saw just these great, massive movements of, you know, historical movements kind of happen, uh, not even before her eyes. She was inside of them, uh, running from them. Uh, and um, and so her work inevitably becomes about the passage of time and the things that we live through. And um, and so it's been interesting in some ways, like maybe poetic, maybe that's the, the nice way to look at the fact that it takes this freaking long to write a musical. But, um, but yeah, it's time. I, I always say like, I wasn't married when I started the show. I didn't have kids. I didn't even know I wanted kids. I didn't have... Uh, I didn't have a house. I, I, you know, it's just, and you look at all that's happened 
just in my own little tiny life in 14 years. Um, and it really just, it just, for me, it gives me just a tiny insight into like just how vast, first of all, her life was. And then even, you know, pulling out even farther from that, just, just the world is time and, and the things people live through and, you know, blah, 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 big artistic ideas. That it is. And look, just to put it all in perspective, as you talk and give this deep answer, you get a comment that says, this guy's hair is nice. See, and Thank that's, you, you know, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Waffle. Thank you so much. I appreciate it because I was worried about my hair before. It was like not really working for me. So let's bring it back down. This is all, all you can eat buffet of art and appreciation of whatever. I love it. When you, because people were asking questions on message boards and people have asked me that know that I know you will say things like, how did this come about? How do you research a show about someone where there's no you can't go to the, the airport bookstore and buy a 600-page autobiography or book about Lampika. So how do you write a story historically accurate as much as you can and, and true to who she is and then tell it and, and have the the okay from the estate? And the it's not just like you home with your, your MacBook. There's a lot of moving pieces to putting a show like this together. So how do you get your information? Yeah, well, first of all, I work with the with the most brilliant collaborator in the world, Carson Kreitzer, who's um, co-book writer with me and writes the lyrics. And um, and she had this idea that, that this woman's life should be a musical. Carson likes to say that she writes about difficult women. These are women who don't, am I allowed to curse? I'm cussing. Yeah. Like, beep yeah. it. These are women who don't put up with shit in their time. And they're like, yeah, I see the system. I see the, the, the fucked up machine that we live in. And I'm not gonna, I'm not participating in this. And um, and she, came, this woman came to her attention, and she was like, "Why don't we know this woman? I've seen this artwork. I know this stuff. Why don't we know this woman?" And she and I were working on a, we're doing this collaboration workshop at New Dramatist. Something that has nothing to do with this, and we wrote a song together, and it was just sort of like magic. We're very different people, and yet we have a similar, I guess, way of approaching work, and. Um, she was like, you got to see this book. I think this is a musical. And again, I was 29 and I was saying yes to everything. Yes, it's yes. Um, and also I looked at the paintings and was like, oh, this sings. You know, everybody wants to write a musical about everything. And most of them are bad ideas, <laughs> sorry. But um, at least for me, most of them, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do that. I don't know how to make, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, certain movies. And I don't know how to do that. Some movies I could, but like, but when I look at something and it sings on the page, I know it, it's very clear. And that work sang. Um, and she had spent at that point already a couple years um, researching Lempika. And, uh, and we got together in a room and we started, we started, that's it, we started. Um, and here we are 14 years later, God on high. Amen. Well, amen is right, look, Mike says shit isn't a real curse word, so you're fine. Thanks, Mike. And, Dude, I really, thank you. I love Mike Malfa. He's, we, he's. Darius, Darius was, uh, my Darius, Darius. Darius is holding court. He's over there holding court, like just greeting everyone. He's the greeter. He, yes. He, thank God for Matt, because if it wasn't for Matt and Matt writing, I think he knew I wouldn't have made the video. I wouldn't be engaged to Darius and every, and the world goes round. And that's really, Matt changed my life. Uh, oh, that's your Darius. My oh Darius. my God. 
Darius, I love you. I, I didn't realize it was your Darius. That's hilarious. So when, my mom is here. I told you, it's a family affair. We're all buying tickets. We're going to get a bus from the Bergen Mall in Paramus, New Jersey. <laughs> we're going to go to Carmine's and have chicken parm, and we're going to head over to- I, I might, I might want to come. Like that, can I? Can this be like a meet with the artist, and I'll like yes. give it a talk on the bus? <laughs> yes, come on. We're here for it. Well, what I know, uh, before we talk about the creative team in this cast, is talk about you. when. You 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 did not grow up in New York City. Where did you grow up? No. I grew up in Los Angeles or suburbs of LA. He's an suburbs LA baby. Yes, that's it. And and uh, when did you start playing piano and writing music? I well, I started playing piano when I was three. I had this little toy hippopotamus, and I would bang on it and sing songs because that's how I just that was sort of naturally how I expressed myself. And my dad one day said, "Do you want to take piano lessons?" And I said, "No." because I always wanted it my way. And then a year later, he said, do you want to take piano lessons? No, as I'm banging on the hippopotamus piano. And then one day I sat him down to do a, a, a terrible show of a, you know, a four, eight, five, six-year-old banging on a piece of crap toy piano. He said, you're taking piano lessons. And I said, no! And thank God. Thank God at that time, parents didn't care what their kids said. They were just like, you're doing what I tell you, or I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's how we were raised. And thank God, because, you know, it all worked out. <laughs> it, it sure did. And you went to school, you studied music, and you then- I studied acting. I mean, I studied, I was an actor in college, which, which to be honest, was a very powerful way to uh, understand how uh, songs- in musicals have to function. You have to under, you're just understanding how a, a, an actor has to navigate through a song rather than just a songwriter writing a pretty song. Cause it's a different, it's a different craft. And uh, we had a, we, ooh, we just had a conversation about writing for uh, actors and, and, and writing a, telling a story, the book of a musical and how important a book of a musical is compared to just the one song. I promise you, if you heard Woman Is, this show is more than just one big song. This show is a story that is is a full story. You you, you writing and being an actor, and you could, he's got IMDb credits as an actor, and you could go <laughs> his, his he does. When you being an actor, you approach each song. Is it almost like a monologue? Is is, is each song you this to push? Yeah, the story? they are. They're monologues or scenes. They're monologues or scenes. Some like you got to get from point A to point B in a song, otherwise the song don't work. And I, I mean, look, I'm just as guilty as the next writer of sort of finding a pretty, and being like, I love this song, it's so pretty. You know, it's like, but if it doesn't move the story forward, it's gotta go, or you gotta change it, you gotta rewrite it. Um, and, and, and to be honest, that has been, um, I think I'm a little bit up on my high horse these days about um, musical theater writing, I think, cause I'm like, it took 14 years. And in 14 years, I learned, I, I became a much better writer. So did Carson. We both became much better writers um, through a lot of trial and error and through a lot of learning what doesn't work. And, um, you know, songs we loved had to go or had to, um, you know, we, we, we would write a song uh, and then it would go away for like seven years. And then it would come back and there would be a new song in its place. And then we'd be like, the new song doesn't quite work. Let's go back to that old song, but now let's like tune it up with everything that we learned in the new song because the initial impulse wasn't wrong, but the craft wasn't yet rigorous enough. 
And now our craft has become much more rigorous. So we can go back to that initial impulse and like tune it up. And that, and that is what this, that's what you're going to see on Broadway. This is a like, so many songs that went away for so long came back um, with just a, with a clearer vision, a clearer purpose and, and better craft. And now it's like, oh, this is it. That was, we weren't wrong 13 years ago when we wrote those. We weren't wrong 10 years ago, but we weren't good enough yet. And, and, uh, and we had to learn, we had, we had to get better. And uh, yeah. Well, he doesn't write easy. He does not write easy, everybody. He does not try to sing a Matt Gould song and then call me. Um, and the amazing artists that you, that you have do it, singing your songs are brilliant. And we're gonna talk about this mm. cast in a moment. Um, that people are saying how handsome you are. They're loving the hair. They're loving the oh, hair. That's kind. Thank and you. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Darius holds court. That's what he does. And welcome back, Darius. Welcome back to New York City. And um, a true artist. You the, the look of a true artist. The look. As long as I look like one, that's all that matters. You just have to look. That's what Lempika's whole MO was. She's like, if you look like an artist, you're an artist. Like that's it. If I had a word to describe Matt Gould passion, you you take art very seriously. You you take the the you you always said that being an artist is like being uh, being clergy. It's wearing a cloak. It is it is a it is a it real is. job. And um and you took that if you were doing a show in your living room, if you were playing for six people somewhere, or if you have a show coming to Broadway, you always have made in the words and the and the work and the intentions of it really is something that that is very at the forefront of you as an artist. It has to be. I mean, we live in a time where everything is um, curated and everything is fast and everything is uh perfect perfect and everything we just want everything now and options and it's like there's nothing is sacred anymore and i I, you know and i have gone through my phases in life where i was like oh for art what's the point it's all pointless everything is pointless and um you know i think i think uh I, i don't know i've had some crazy experiences in life just being a um being a peace corps volunteer being a father um, going through a marriage and having a marriage have really hard times. Um, you know, it's just like, yeah, it all doesn't matter and it all matters. It's like, because, so this is such a Jewish point of view, but like, because we're all going to die someday, like, this is, this is all you get. This is it. So like, it matters because we say it matters and like, and, and going to a theater and, and spending time with a community and and in you know taking in a common story that is about us about humanity about yeah. the ways that we fail and succeed and the ways that we're beautiful and ugly um i believe that is deeply important for a culture that is what religion is supposed to do you yeah. know when it's working at its best for it to give us a chance to look at ourselves to like to to sit with our psyches and we, we you know people don't go to church or synagogue anymore most people um 
you know, there's, you know, and even when we do, it's like, even that has to be a PowerPoint presentation in a rock concert, you know, it's just like to keep people's attention. Nothing wrong with that per se, but, but I think that like the theater is a space where we can still theoretically come together, people from all different walks of life and sit together and think about an idea and decide, uh, decide what we want to do about it. If we want to do anything about it or decide if we are, you know, living a life that lines up with the things we say we value. Absolutely. And that's, ugh, you're the most inspired. You are, you are an artist artist and, and, and you have the talent to back it up. He's the fastest fingers. And this is not a dirty joke. You watch him play piano. Hey. He, he, could, he could write, he writes his face off. And uh, I dare anyone, I love to give people sheet music to one of your songs and then be like, companies go good luck (laughs) so (laughs) um before we get to talk more about the show and and the questions that i scoured the internet for they we're gonna we're gonna come to all your looks so scared no they're all fun and and they're and they're really good but my question to you is what i find most inspiring about your story knowing you personally for almost 10 years there was a time when i met you you were waiting tables you were Mm -hmm. yesterday's broadway news you were you had talked very much about maybe I'll never be good enough. Maybe I'm never going to make it to Broadway. Never. Maybe I'm going to be the B-list guy that just ne- never got the chance. And you stayed with, you didn't quit and be a teacher. You didn't move, you know, in the middle. There's of the- nothing wrong with being a teacher. Teaching no, no. is a beautiful, important thing. You, you stayed with this and you stayed with it for a decade plus. And do you ha- are you do you allow yourself the moment to go like holy shit like this this is really gonna happen come April like like this decade plus of fighting this and this dream once that show opens Matt you're a Broadway composer for the rest of your life it's done you did it yeah that's very special that's a very like profound thing for me um, because it's a dream it, it's a dream and I um, it's a dream that I had from the time before I even really understood what it was. Um, so I do have moments where I feel like very aware, like I'm, I'm in the middle of my dream right now. Yeah. And that is a, that is a, um, that's something that I know it's, it, it has been rare in my life, even though my life is amazing and I'm, there's so much that I'm grateful for. Um, but I think that like, you know, I'm aware of like how few people get this kind of opportunity. Um, I'm so grateful that it didn't happen for me when I was 34 or 24 at a time in my life when I don't know that I, I'm sure it would have been great, but like it would have been, but um, I'm, 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 I've lived enough now that I realize that um, this is everything and, and, it, and it's also not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and and I, I I say that with like you know um, deep humility that I'm just like I realize nothing is promised. I've I've been around long enough to see the foibles of Broadway, you know, and that it's not this perfect idea that uh, I grew up thinking it was, and and that happens with anything. By the way, there's nothing, there is no perfect thing, um, but it's a dream. So yeah, I am aware that it's a dream, and I'm 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 I take that in as much as I can, and then I put it down and put my head down and do the work because like there's work to do. 
Well, that, April 14th, I'll be a puddle somewhere. Everybody, we'll all be a puddle somewhere. April 14th, preview start March 19th. Get your tickets. Go to olympicamusical.com. Follow Matt and follow this journey. You could fake Matt Gould. My brother has no social media. He only has Snapchat and he stole fake Matt Gould and he's fake Sean Bannon on Snapchat because he thought that was, <laughs> he thinks that's the funniest thing in the world. So when when you um you also Mike says an uh, incredible accomplishment. Mike. Mike, Mike, are you single? Mike, what are you doing? Mike, do you Mike may audition? He sings in the car. You know, he could be the Come bear. On, Mike. So when, when we when we talk about um, about this show, if you don't mind talking about your cast and your creative team about this show, mm-hmm. you know Yale and 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 you talked about you talked about Carson and your your relationship working together fourteen years and and doing this and Matt has one hundred and sixty two songwriting awards from all the fancy the Jonathan Larsons <laughs> and Steven Schwartz and the ASCAPs and the Shebangity Bangs and all the BMI stuff. And then you sit in a room with a writer. BMI has never given me an award. <laughs> oh, yeah, going to be BMI. BMI, shmi <laughs> No one wants that that award anyway. And then you bring in you bring in a team of producers. You, you you know it's a business, so you need a team of producers to that believe in a show for years that that keep trucking with this show as well. You need a director to kind of sh- rear this ship and and kind of bring it home, which is. You know Tony winning Rachel Chafkin, who if it's Hades Town, if it's if it's they every a hundred things we could talk about, and then you need someone to get them to move, and you have Raja Feather Kelly, who Strange Loop and and is you know done a, a ton of things. How is it to assemble a team and be this you know group of? How do you work without ego, and how do you work as a team to get the best product done for the end result? Well, that's, that's, I think that's a question. Anybody, anybody, anybody on this chat can answer that question because we all live in community with other people. And so, you know, we do our best to be honest with each other, to be loving and compassionate with one another, to uh, hold each other accountable um, to the things that, to the, to the commitments that we've made. And for the most part, like the great thing about working in in the theater is that like it takes so long to get to wherever you're going that like for the most part, everybody who's there wants to be there. And, you know, I'm working with a team of people that I think are just cool, great, lovely, kind people. Um, and, and, you know, extending out from even Rachel, who's a wonderful friend, and Raja, who's become a wonderful friend, and Carson, who is my sister. Like, um, you know, then I've got, like, our, an amazing music team that I've worked with for over 10 years on Witness Uganda, when it was Invisible Thread, when it was Witness Uganda again at ART. Like, just, you know, these are, like, my people. It's, I, I, we, we were having a, um, a music department dinner the other night at Cynthia Meng. Cynthia Meng is our associate music uh, director, and she was a student at Harvard when we did Witness Uganda at ART. And she, she saw that show. And then she like reached out to me years ago to come work on Lempika. And then we brought her out to LA when we remounted Witness in LA. And now she's like the associate music director of on Broadway of Lempika. And, and she was saying, you know, I slept on my friend's couch when I came out to LA. And I was like, oh my God, like, these are people in this room, Remy, um, music supervisor, who's like my brother and who is one of my most trusted collaborators in the world. Um, 
charity, our music director, like these folks, I, I feel like they like, we like hitched our wagons to each other. And, um, and as I was sitting in that dinner the other night, I was like, oh my God, like we, I, we gotta get it right. Because the success of, it's like the success of one is the success of all in this room. And I want their success as much as I want mine and the show. I, like, I want their success because these are people I just love and care about and that have taken incredible risk um, because they believe in something I wrote. And that is like, again, a profound responsibility uh, and something I don't take lightly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, you, one thing you could say about Matt Gould is that when you, you, you treat everyone like family, like you are one of those universal love family, you know, family is not always who you're related to. You take care of, take care of your people. You're an incredibly generous artist to me and to many, many people. And uh, this is your time. And we're, we're all here for it. We are so, so, so here for it. Um, and, and this whole team. And I've seen Matt uh, in a recording studio. I've seen Matt in his home, you know, on stage. You just work hard. You know what you want. And you, you, you're able to articulate it. And, and, and you, you find people who can give it to you. And that's why the work is so good. That's why you should be listening to while we're here, the three sneak peek Limpika tracks that are playing right now. So if you want to get a sneak peek of what Limpika sounds like, wherever you listen to music, you just type in Limpika original Broadway cast. You're going to get three songs before we get a hopefully a full album when the show's out and about and out in the world. But you can get a sneak peek right now. Um, let's talk about this cast. And oh, this whole conversation can make me cry. And yes, the hustle never stops. The grind never stops. That's it. The grind never. We got it. We keep grinding. And right before Matt had that profound music uh, dinner, we went to the Bronx Zoo with his boys. And if you ever want real life, if you ever want to see what real life looks like and you ever want to be shown, it doesn't matter, your show's coming to Broadway, go on a subway with two babies. <laughs> That's right. On the, on the coldest day uh, at that well, Bronx Zoo, trying to get them to walk up to the freaking giraffe. Just walk to the damn giraffes, you know? Please, for the love of God. 
they don't care about that I have a show going to Broadway. They don't care. Like, that's humility. That's how you just, like, keep your feet right on the ground. <laughs> like, just stay right there. That's they it. don't they care. <laughs> when, well, so you have been right. I'm curious about the casting process and your part in that with this team. If you ask me, is there muses for the Matt Gould music? Are there people who understand, you know, the way that people talk about Bernadette and Stephen Sondheim, or this, there are certain people, certain singers who just get your music. They just sing your music. And Eden Espinosa and Amber Mann have been singing Matt Gould music for a long time. They have hitched their and you have hitched yours, and you all have worked together on this project and many other projects. What was it like when the contracts were signed and you all got to take a moment and say, we're coming, we're coming to Broadway. Like this, Eden and Amber are very close collaborator and friends of yours. And now you all are going back to Broadway together in this piece. Yeah, I mean, Eden was one of the first people I called when I you know, heard we got a theater. She was about to go on stage. She was doing some, I think she was up at Williamstown doing some benefit or something. And like, we were like, there's like a, I have like a picture of like FaceTimes because like our connection kept getting cut off. And I was, I was weeping. I was sobbing. And I was trying to FaceTime her to be like, we're going to Broadway. And, and every time, you know, the thing would come on, all she sees is me crying and then it would shut off. And she was like, are you okay? And like, she's about to walk on stage and like, it's just, you know, one of those stupid shitty connect. You're trying to have this important moment. And of course, God is like, you idiot. I'm not going to make it this easy for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Eden's family, Amber's family. Amber has worked on every professional show I've done in New York in some way. Um, and Eden, I have, there's a funny story about Eden. Like I, I saw Eden perform at Joe's pub. I don't know. It had to be like 16 years ago or something. And I wrote to her like on, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook at the time. And I was like, you're, I think you're amazing. Will you sing my, my little new composer songs that I'm writing? And like, she didn't, she didn't write back to me. And then, she, and then like five years later, she came to see a workshop of, sort of by chance, Witness Uganda at Columbia. And she was in the, and I remember seeing her in the audience because after the show was done, she was like tears streaming on her face. And she was like, <sighs> and then she went to write to me on Facebook. And she saw that five years earlier, I had written to her and she was like, oh my God. And that was the start of our friendship. It was the start of like, you didn't, you, you, you missed your chance, girl, but um, <laughs> she did, you know, she did it. We're here. We made it. Well, when you do a Nita Espinosa deep dive and you go and you see the Wicked and you see the Brooklyn and you see the Rent and you go back to Disneyland, her voice has is as amazing today as it was 25 years ago. She's going to yeah. blow the roof off of this theater. The yeah. roof. She's a, she's a monster. She's a monster. And I, I say that actually to also say that, I you know, I think – what I love about Eden, what I love about Amber, what I love about Georgia Bood and Andrew Simonski and um, and Beth Level and just these people is that they are Donnelly Joy Johnson. Um, these are inc like incredibly skilled singers who are not afraid to be both beautiful and ugly. And I just, I, 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 you know, I, I don't like seeing musicals that are just pretty. That doesn't do it for, for me. That's just me. I, I like pretty things. 
But like, if if you're like, if you're gonna scream in my face for two and a half hours, or in our case, two hours and ten minutes, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to give it all to me. I want the beauty of humanity, and I want the ugliness of humanity. I think about like Alice Ripley, and you know, um, in um, why can't I think of the name? All of a sudden, next to normal. Next to normal, yeah. It's just like you know, she's just, ah! she, you know, you, you just. I want singers who are like gonna get. I had an acting teacher in college who was like, you know, we we raise actors here who are not afraid to spit and fart and belch and sweat. And I'm like, yeah, that that's what I want to go see. That's what human beings do. That's what we do. So if you're if you're giving me the pretty version of life on stage, I I, I see the pretty version all over. I, you can go on Instagram and see the pretty version all day. I want all of it. Give it all to me, and that's why those singers are so bring so brilliant. Yeah. Well, Eden, Amber, George, Andrew, Natalie, Beth, Beth, the Broadway the Broadway babies almost fainted and fell on the floor. Um, you know, <laughs> Nathaniel. Nathaniel back on Broadway. It's a it's an all-star Maybe. cast of singer singers. You know, Natalie yeah. sings her teeth out, literally. You know, um, you know, Andrew and George, the Tony and nominations and wins and people just Broadway careers. You guys are kind of like the Broadway cool kids, you're little rabble rousers. Like you guys are not afraid to call someone out. You're not afraid to do it your own way. And that's what this world need that's what we need that's what we want on broadway we want this we want this we need this yeah i don't know what else i don't i mean also it's fun the show's fun and funny and grand and big and over the top and so i I just want to say i'm never opposed to like fun and like and frivolity and kooky and all of it entertainment yes but entertainment is just a tool it's, I don't go to the theater to be entertained. Entertainment is just a tool in the arsenal of a writer. Like, I'm going to entertain you. And I'm also going, like, but I'm doing that to take you on this crazy ride. Because, like, entertainment is cotton candy. Like, you know, cotton candy, like, you get high and it's fun. And then you go home and you're, you got to, I don't know, eat candy corns then. It's just, yeah. it's, then it's next. Well, but, like... We're, we're, this is soul work. This is like we're gonna go in there and like get your life for you, for you. You're gonna go get your life because like we want to get filled. I want to get filled up. Well, uh, unlike Eden Espinosa, when I wrote to Matt after seeing his show, Matt did respond. And what I what I wrote to Matt about is that his music is moving. The music is moving. The stories are moving because. If you like humanity, if you're someone who goes to the movies or goes to see a play or watches a television show because it's a slice of life, but it's real and, and you know, you want the snot down the nose and you want to hear it like it is, then this show is a show for you. And if you saw Witness and Invisible Thread back in the day, or if you have seen the the the, the, the secret slime tutorials of Woman Is through the incarnations through the world, Matt's version, Eden's version that's been out and about in the world... You got to see it with all the bells and whistles when it comes to the Long Anchor, which is a beautiful theater. It's like someone wrote on Broadway World. It's Rachel Way because you have Hades Town across the street. You're gonna have, you're gonna have, you're gonna. So just she's the queen of 48th, baby. She is the queen of 48th, honey. Go. That's it. I'm, I'm 
I'm I'm I'm I'm kissing his ass because yes, wait, just wait. I'm playing Matt Gould in his life story. He gets Robert gets a direct offer. He's direct offer only. He doesn't understand. <laughs> I have to say, when I was talking about community, and again, not and I, it's hard for me because I know you, and I and I'm very lucky to know Eden and Amber. I went to acting school because of Eden because Matt says, Eden, where'd you go to acting school? Send Robert, uh, Matt, music director for Amber, and I saw Amber afterwards, and Amber said. I said to her, I want to do a show. And Amber came to see my very first show at the Triad where 30 people were sitting there. You know, there's a family, you you build an artist family, people that really reach out and the ego and the and the and is not there. There it's just about creating art. It's about creating the Oh, there's art. plenty of ego there, Robert. That's kind. There's plenty. We have there's plenty of ego. <laughs> let's not let's not sugarcoat this shit. There's plenty of ego. <laughs> but they can back it up. But but they they okay, fair. I'm going to ask yes. you some questions. Are you ready? I'm These ready are the questions do it. The Broadway World message board wants to know. And they're not bad. They're not scary. Is I'm, Eden, I'm people are worried that they're going to buy a ticket for a Wednesday matinee like Bette Midler. And Eden is not going to, she's going to announce a seven show week. So they're already saying, are we not buying Wednesday matinees? Is Eden going to do eight shows a week? Eight shows. Eight shows. Eight. So Wednesday at two o'clock or whatever time that matinee is, she's going to be singing "Woman Is," and that that first act is going to end, and she's going to be scrolling and belting. That's it. Eight. So buy your Wednesday matinee tickets. Go, go. Get them. Come you, on, get them. Did you? The Baroness. The Baroness mm-hmm. is a part. People want to know because they love Beth. She's a legend. She's a Broadway legend. And they literally asked, does the Baroness have a good part? Does she sing? Is, is there a moment we're going to get to hear Beth sing on stage? She has the 11 o'clock number. She is, um, she, yeah, I mean, yes, the Baroness is a good part. Um, I think what, um, to me, she has the most heartbreaking song in the show. Um, and I think that she will bring, um, I think the reason I love Beth is because like so often she doesn't sort of get picked as like the dramatic actress, which isn't to say this is like a highly dramatic, she's funny, but it's like a different kind of humor. And Beth is funny in real life. Like she's just, she is that person. She like every character she plays, you're like, oh, that's really you. and so the and and what's thrilling about theater and why it's so fun is like so Beth is going to be Beth as the Baroness and um, and that will bring a kind of buoyancy to that to that role that I think will be thrilling. I I think Beth is going to be utterly thrilling in this, and I think because it's unexpected um, and because the the kind of song she sings, which is not a you know nothing i love that song like i i i I would write that song too but (laughs) this is a little bit more (laughs) yeah this is this is a little bit more like soaring and it's about um it's about life and i think she's gonna let you all have it so get ready when I read "Is the Baroness a good part?" I laughed because it the Baron and the Baroness's part is heart is a heartbreak is a real beautiful arc in in this show for for sure. And it sneaks up on you too. You don't know it's coming. It's like no. oh shit, 
No. Yeah. It, it sneaks through. Exactly. Is the show full of only power ballads? Is it two hours and 20 minutes of power ballads? <laughs> no. No. It's like, it's all over the I mean, you've heard, listen to like Perfection online. Um, listen to, uh, uh, Amber Iman has a new song we wrote in Act One, her entrance number, um, which I think is... So, th- you know, I, I, I can't say too much yet because we have to like, but um, no, it's all over the place. In fact, so much of it is like so up-tempo, but of course we're going to give you the power ballads first because like, you got to like get the gay boys to come in. <laughs> you got to get the girls to come into the theater. Like they're first and you get them with power ballads. You can't just put out like a, you know, a up-tempo rap number and be like, come on, I'm a fan. Like that's not, yeah. that doesn't do it. Listen to the three songs that are streaming. You'll hear Amber sing a beautiful, almost like, it's almost a lullaby to me. It's it's a heartbreaking song, but it's, it's go- oh, and the tone, no one has tone like Amber Iman in the entire universe. It She's is like- a, She is a special human, yeah. Woo! And then ju- listen to the others. There's, no, it's not all power ballads, but I love a bit. Woman Is will be ruined, like I told Matt, in audition rooms for the rest of time. And I'm so excited. Um, That's my dream. The seven o'clock show schedule choice. Is that a choice that's made by producers? The added, the earlier show curtain time. People were looking at the, the calendar. You know, these Broadway babies, they're, they go deep, Matt Gould. They are in this. They're, they're looking at the tickets. They're wondering if they should buy an obstructed seat in the balcony or move a seat. For, you know, they are deep on here. Do are these thoughts, do, do you have meetings where these decisions go? Where What is the show schedule? What is the, is, is it? Are you involved in those kinds of decisions? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm involved in many things. That, that The scheduling, not so much. If I had had an, a strong opinion about it, I'm sure I would have been listened to. But, but uh, that, that's really a, that's, that's more something that's, up, that's for the producers to decide. Along with the theater owners, like just, you know, in terms of what, what, what they think is going to be most reasonable. Yeah, and it's I love a seven o'clock show because I get to go home. I'm old. I don't need Baby. To- we're go we're go we'll go in and eat afterwards. Like that's so great. Yes. Chicken parm at Carmine's like a good tourist would. And Come I'm from on. New Jersey, you know. I can't, I'm not that cool. Go to a glass house with all the cool kids. Well, who is this show for? Who is this show? Who is this show for? It's is it it's if you're if you're not queer, if you're not Jewish, if you're not a woman, you don't have to be any of those things. This is not a show just for one particular group. Who is this show no. for? Yeah, so who's Star Wars for? Who's Les Mis for? Who's Swim of the Opera for? This is a, I mean, yeah, the, the protagonist is a woman and it, it definitely is uh, very much about her unique perspective. But I, I think this is a show for for people who are alive. Um, you know, I think, I think it's a show for people who are alive. And I certainly think that, um, that women, uh, and, and people who identify as queer in some way, like, I I certainly think there's, there will be a feeling of recognition of like, oh, I see myself, um, 
At least I hope so. I hope so. But um, it's for this for people. This is for the people. Musical theater is a populist art form. It's for the people. Uh, it's it's just about as close as we get to sort of what the Greeks were doing. You know, more than opera, more than than even you know plays. And so it's it's like it's for everybody. That's why we lo- like when one of them hits. When you get a Hamilton or a Rent or a Hair, you're like. This is everything. It's doing everything to me. I'm. It's hitting me on all. It's firing on all cylinders. And it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. It doesn't matter whether you're a man, woman, gay, straight. I don't. Who cares? It's. It's touching your humanity. Um. Yeah. So come on in. Come on through. Before we get Mike's Mike Mike's back, Mike has a question for you. But before I get to Mike's question, when you are playing. You know, uh, take the LA run of Witness Uganda. You played on stage. You you played. You've been playing. You played that show everywhere, and and yeah. now you have a show where the music's written and you're not in the pit. Matt Gould is not on stage playing oh, a piano. <laughs> what is it like when you're gonna give this baby up and it it is done? Like this this is it. It's it's final. It's set. It's frozen. There's no more opening up Garage Band in my head. It's Garage Band or <laughs> whatever. Fiber, no um, logic. Logic, sorry, the fancy version of Garage Band, and and there's no more making scores and sending this off to be arranged and 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 copied. It's this 14 year journey is done. It's it's up. What a gift! What a gift! I mean, I think it's chill. It's a child, right? It's you know that time will come with my children where they're just like, I don't want to hear from you anymore. You know, <laughs> or like, yeah, I'll come visit you on, on Hanukkah and Christmas. I'll come see you once or twice a year. And and that's, you know, so it will be with this. It's it's like go out in the world and do the next thing you're supposed to do. Like I got to, I got to leave my imprint. But again, it's, I, I hope this doesn't come across as sounding, um, I don't know, like conceited or something, but like, it's just not, it's not just about me. You know, it's there have been hundreds of people involved in some way in making this. People who have done workshops and readings, people who have who make the show happen. And I'm not saying director, multiple directors have touched the show in various ways. Audience members who have come through and laughed or not laughed at a joke or or cried or not cried at a moment, which is all insight to us. So I'm just, you know, I. As a, as the writer, like you, do, you certainly get a certain amount of like authority over what, over which way the path may turn. But it's not just about me, and it's a beautiful thing for it to go out in the world and do whatever it's going to do, and then ultimately be done in other productions and have other people find new things about it that I didn't see. Um, that will be really exciting and 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 scary and exciting. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to make you come to the Villagers Playhouse in Somerset, New Jersey, when they do this Maybe I'm there. version. I'm there. Gonna, I am we're there. We're going to Gould out. Come on. Yes. Come on. I'm here. License this, baby. But after a long, long baby. run. <laughs> Lempika Jr., baby. Lempika Jr. Let's, I don't know if that's going to fly. I love it. It's going to be great. Mike says, is it different writing Lempika, uh, a circle figure, versus writing Witness Uganda, which was more of a personal story with, with people you knew or more, more you know, a part of your story? No, it's not different because all, all the stories are personal. They're all personal. Um, 
for me, they are. I don't know how to write something unless it's, unless I'm inside of it somehow. So like at any given time I have been Lempika, at any given time I've been Griffin in Witness Uganda, at any given time I've been Tadeusz and uh, Marinetti. Um, certainly with this show, uh, this, this one especially feels like I have at different times been a different character. I've been the artist sort of like, trying to like cut a new path and I've been the husband who feels left behind. Um, and I've been the, uh, the revolutionary who just wants to burn it all down. And um, so it all feels deeply personal, which is why I say the show is not about just me and it's about me and it's about everybody. It's for everybody because we're all in there a little bit. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like they're 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 it, every process is different, but writing a personal story versus a you know a Lempika story, no, not different. Well, Darius says this was worth the time with wine, and I, it, yes, come on, open a bottle of I wine. <laughs> Matt Gould will drink a bottle. He would rather have some coffee and chocolate or some hummus, but he'll. Baby, you know me so well. If you want to go go to opening night, don't send him flowers, people. Just get the nicest, fanciest chocolate. or Dark both. chocolate with almonds, baby. Oh. That's, that's it. He might write a show Oof. about you just for that. Like, um, I've thought about doing a musical about chocolate. I have. <laughs> There's something there. There's a lot of jokes, and I'm going to let them go. About, we write okay. a lot. Good idea. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Darius, my- do you want to weigh in? <laughs> Christine says, Matt is a multi-talented, passionate, inspirational human. Like, Pika sounds like a deep, meaningful show with such substance. We'll take away so much from this theater show. Dreams come true. Christine comes from North Carolina. She's coming up to see my show in June at 54 Below. And uh, she always asks, Christine, get a ticket. Get a ticket that weekend and and make sure you check out Lampika because it's definitely going to be the show of the season. Um, You... Your music, the the music that Matt writes for Matt, that one day the world is going to get to see, uh, the music that I've gotten to hear that no one gets to hear. If we're swimming upstream, if we're if we're if we're in witness, if we're you know in the deep cuts of the Matt Gould anthology, one day the world is going to see. You are somebody who <laughs> Darius says that's a conversation in person. <laughs> yes, the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yes. I got you, baby. <laughs> Um, we, we, uh, we're, it's only just begun. This is only, it's only just begun. You know, it, it's, this, mm. it's, it's only, it's only just begun. And, uh, your mark on me and a lot of artists and then, and the world is, uh, I don't say this like to be s- stupid or deep or, or, or corny, like you're going to, your music will, will live forever. And that is what's so beautiful about the art. And uh, there's so many young people and old people and people that have never seen a Broadway show who are going to take their 200 bucks that they saved to walk into the Long Acre, and they're going mm-hmm. to they're going to be given something. And a lot of time, I'm not trying to be shady. A lot of times, people save their money and they go see a show, and the shows are with good intention. But this show is going to change people the way they see life, and that's thanks to the work that you. And and Carson and this incredible team of creatives and, and casted. Congratulations. We thank you, baby. I appreciate that. It's That's time. Very, very kind. Thank you. This is his time, y'all. It is his time. This is his year. And we're all so excited to be here for it. I um 
I don't, I can't talk about how much you mean to me because I will cry. You changed my life. You, 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 you've, uh, you, you're my brother. And I'm here. It's very I'm mutual. Here. It's very mutual, Uncle Eleanor. We call it, am I allowed to say that we call you Uncle Eleanor? Because sure. we yeah. have to give him like a little bit of a drag name, like just a little bit, because, you know, he was straight when I first met him and we had to sort of just like recalibrate that for my children. So they know you as Uncle Eleanor. And when I say Robert's coming over, they're like, who? I don't know who? Robert. Nothing is like a train in the Bronx with two kids yelling at me, calling me Uncle Eleanor. That is it is its own sitcom. It is. It also may be a musical at some point. That might be your show, baby. Everybody that's watching here tonight, make sure you follow Matt on Instagram or go to at, fat, at fake Matt Gould and also go to lampicamusical.com, get your tickets. Get them now before the before the show starts and and uh, all of that fun stuff. If you are listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network, thank you so much. We're a show where artists talk about art. And if you're watching us on YouTube, join us every Thursday. It's Broadway Week, Matt. We have the Harry Potter boys this week. We have some of the cast. Oh, Pearl. I want to meet the Harry Potter boys. Victoria Clark is here to talk about her her Grammy nomination. Oh, I love her. Kimbo, you know Andre DeShields and Melba Moore coming on the show soon. So oh. this is his fault. <laughs> he said to me there's something you could do something i don't know what it is yet well here we are <laughs> <laughs> matt i appreciate you i look forward to uh, all this journey and um we're here for it thank you so much for taking time to be here being here with us thank you uncle eleanor and all of you thank you so much uh the best is yet to come everybody and i thank you all for joining us on this on this tuesday night there's more good than there's bad there's more love than there's hate and take care of somebody today thank you so much for being here i love you bye everyone bye hey it's leslie Udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.